host, Gary Cachulio. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I'm your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, Joseph Sinkavi, author of How to Kiss the Universe, Mizaida, author, psychic, spellcaster, root worker, and witch. You can find her at mizaida.com, M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A.com. And this episode is also being sponsored by Ginger Glasser. You can find her at tarotbyginger.com. She's a tarot reader, evidential medium, and psychic. And is also being sponsored by Alan Questell. And you can find Alan at uncommonsensing.com. And his new book is on Amazon, and it is called Intentional Acts of Kindness. Something that we could all definitely use. And now, without further ado, our guest for for today is Lara, and she, Lara, Lara, Lara. And uh, so I have my co-host, Jared, here, and she has written and channeled some books about light codes. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. So, um, when, how, how did you get into this? Like, you know, was, was channeling and all of this with you from the time you were born, or is it something that developed over childhood? Um, A little bit of both, I'd say. Um, I have some very early memories. By early, I mean I was probably four years old, uh, where I was conversing with spirit. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed at that time was uh, I was... (laughs) I was having a really hard time with with the 3D reality and uh, and and also being connected with spirit. So I felt like I was being pulled in two directions. In one way, trying to figure out how to be a human, and the other way, I really wanted to be with spirit. And one thing that I remember being really annoying and upsetting to me is that I couldn't walk through walls. And I remember <laughs> thinking. As like a four-year-old, I should be able to do this. Why can't I? And I would try, and I would try, and I and I, and I never succeeded. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> I think it would be super cool if I figured that one out. Um, but I, I haven't yet. <laughs> um, but what happened was, I, I think, you know, you experience some some events as you're growing up, and and at some point, I kind of said to spirit, I can't be in both worlds. Um, it, it was just too hard. So I, I asked my spirit guides to cease their, uh, contact with me so that I could, um, figure out how to be human and figure out how to protect myself and, and just, you know, be, be who I came here to be. Um, so that happened, you know, four or five years old, six years old. And then at around 13, 14, I started getting into divination a bit. So working with crystals, tarot, um, I started seeing energy. Um, I can't remember as a four year or five year old if I saw energy. I just remember very clear communication. Um, but 13, 14, 15 years old, I start seeing energy. And then at some point, um, you know, this this all was very cool, <laughs> like as a, as a young teenager. 
Um, I had a group of friends and, and we were getting into this stuff and, and so it was fun. It was really like fun and games and I didn't realize how much depth there was to it. So of course this starts, um, evolving as I grow older and, um, and I, you know, aside from my spiritual life, I was a competitive show jumper. So I rode horses, um, you know, full time and traveled a lot and, and was working up the ranks and I had aspirations to, uh, ride for team Canada and, and, and mm. ride in the Olympic games and things like this. And, um, unfortunately when I was about 24, I had a career ending injury I fell off my horse and, and got a back injury and it was a long road to recovery. It was a six year journey. And during this, um, healing period, I was exposed to sort of more spiritual things. Like I got more interested in crystals. I got more interested in energy healing. I had no idea that, you know, energy healing was a thing. And, you know, you hear about Reiki and, oh, what's that? And so you start exploring Reiki. And throughout that process, um, you know, I, I was initiated into magnified healing. You know, I started doing all the Reiki levels, you know, I did master Reiki and Karuna Reiki and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And this was really opening up my world again to spirit. And I realized that I was channeling people tell me that I was channeling. I didn't even know that, that, um, I don't know that you wouldn't channel like that wasn't maybe completely normal for everybody on the planet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, I actually think everybody does channel, but, but in, in their own unique way. Um, but as far as like conversing with spirit, it was something that was very natural to me and probably something that I never really stopped doing. I just think I shut it, shut my consciousness down to it being crystal clear that that's what I was doing. So, um, yeah. And then the light language, um, now looking back, I realized that I spoke light language at around 12, 13, 14 years old. And I remember speaking light language with a friend and mm. that I could translate her light language. And she was shocked when I translated it and that I knew what it meant. Um, I didn't, I didn't continue speaking light language because that's, that's gibberish. And so why, why would you as an adult speak gibberish? But it turns out it's a lot more than that. Um, but this all came back to me after I sort of was practicing Reiki and magnified healing, going down the whole road of, of energy healing just in general and learning about, um, energy <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and deepening that connection with spirit and, um, so I just feel like I'm rambling on. Are you okay with that? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as the story goes, um, I was awoken by spirit one night having this very, very uh, vivid dream. And it was this dream where I was watching a movie and in the movie there were these mice and they were going about their, their little mice lives and it was an entertaining dream. And then... The cool thing was that the dream, in the dream, the movie started to play itself again, only this time I was one of the mice. And I caught myself in the dream going, wow, I just, I just saw this, I, except now I'm in it. And that's when I woke up and my whole body was buzzing like crazy. 
and it was about three o'clock in the morning and so it's pitch dark in my room and I have actually poor eyesight like I wear contacts um, during the day and glasses at night so I didn't have any I didn't have my glasses on I didn't have contact lenses in when I woke up and yet in the darkness of the room I saw three um, codes symbols floating around in this beautiful silver color so like this beautiful shining silver these three coats in the in the middle of the room floating around and I had a journal next to my bed so I had enough sense to draw them because <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew that they they're probably going to be important and I was introduced to my head guide and he started talking and I was channeling I was writing it down as fast as I could um, and then eventually you know that all still slowed down and softened and and I went back to sleep and I woke up in the morning and checked my journal and was blown away by you know the messages that I that I'd received and these funny code things that I knew nothing about and from that day forward I could channel light codes very easily (laughs) (laughs) so it was as if um I wanted to be an energy healer. This was the direction I was really going in my life. And I would go to a cafe and in my in my town and people would sit next to me and start pouring their life story and, and all their pain and suffering and, and being an empath, you know, and, and, and an ener- energy healer in training. I wanted to help them, but it never felt entirely appropriate to lay on of hands in the middle of a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it is, but majority of time it's not really. And um, the coolest thing would happen, though, they would share their story and I would see in my mind's eye this symbol starting to form and I would say to them I see this this symbol um I think it might help you do you want me to write it down for you and they would always say yes and get very excited about it like it was completely normal by Mm -hmm. the way and I would find a piece of paper and a pen which always seemed like a miracle in and of itself and I drew the the code and I took a picture with my phone and I gave them the original copy and uh, this went on for months, months and months. And sometimes I would be meditating and I would be in my own kind of healing process. And I'd say, gosh, you know, like one of these codes work for this situation. And immediately I would get a code and I would draw it. So, you know, by 2019, well, actually by 2018, I had accumulated this book of light codes and by 2018 I had figured out that they were light codes so that took about three years <laughs> to <laughs> and to find that that they were light codes as I started channeling in 2016 this dream happened mm. in 2016 and uh and I would carry this little book around with me to all the different metaphysical fairs and expos and and spiritual whatevers hoping that somebody could tell me what the heck they were because I had no idea. And I didn't have enough sense at the time to ask. I didn't have enough time, uh, sense at the time to ask spirit what these codes were and what they were all really about. So eventually someone said, oh, they look like light codes or they look like light language or something. And that gave me something to Google. (laughs) So thank God for Google. So I look it up and okay, so you start getting a little bit of information. But really, at the time, there was no information. And um, anyway, so I'd show this booklet to to people. And everyone I showed it to said, you have to publish this. And I said, oh, okay. 
So I found an editor and the editor said, yes, this is great. You should absolutely publish this. By the way, you need to write something on all these codes. <laughs> I was like, why can't I just publish the, the symbols? Why do they need anything at all? I'm not like thinking that I'm much of a writer. And she just said, oh, we'll just, you know, go back and, and sit with them, see what you get. So I figured out um, by this time that how to ask spirit for things. <laughs> so I went and sat with each code and I got a message for each code. And the Little Book of Light Codes, which is my my first book, mm -hmm. is that compilation. So so about mm, 75 to 80 percent of the codes in that book were channeled in that cafe. The original three codes that I um, had floating around my room are in that book. Mm -hmm. And then then there's a couple that were my own sort of curiosity, like, oh, is there a code for such and such? And, and that would come forward. And it was absolutely mind-blowing to me how that book even came together because uh, I, I channeled the codes and I, and I, like, the actual codes themselves and then the message with them. And then I lay each one down on my kitchen floor and they just sort of arranged themselves in this beautiful, progressive manner that to this day, I'm still in a little bit of awe how that all happened. And um, the same thing happened for for the next book and the same thing happened for my forthcoming book that's um, being released at actually on the Equinox, the September 22nd. Wow. It's, it's just amazing how spirit moves through us and, and directs these energies. So... So that's the story of how the light codes came to be. And I started speaking light language again in 2020. Mm -hmm. And now I find um, if if a light language or light code has been channeled um, cleanly enough. So by that, I mean, in a way that it's not distorted by too many other energies, um, mostly confusion, um, then I can translate it. And I can tell its origin. So this is why, like, I can say I can I can translate and speak multiple dialects of light language, and that's inclusive of uh, any of the galactics as well as um, just source light language. And before we started the show, we were talking about how everything in every how the world, how the, how realities and everything's been almost birthed of uh, out of sacred geometry. And the light codes are are part of that. And recently, and I haven't even just really figured out how all this is, how I'm going to really um, present this to the world yet. It's very, very new. But recently, I received a, an incredible channeling about source codes. Um, so that's our universal source codes, mm. um, as well as the the holographic codes that really create um, what we all have here and and this whole story behind the holographic universe and the multiverse and all of that. So there's there's information coming, um, at least from from the energies that I'm connected to that make make some sense of, of that um, probably in a, in a bit of a different way. So yeah, it's all unfolding. <laughs> <laughs> You want to ask anything, Jared? Yeah, what, well, I know you covered some of it, but 
did you ever have any inklings as a kid or when was the first time things really changed for you for how you looked at things? Literally anything. I mean, because I don't think any of this in our experience from not only who we've interviewed, but I think just based on our own research, I'm not totally speaking for Gary, but it seems like these things don't come to us all at once. Yeah, that's right. Uh, did you have experiences that stood out that kind of led you down this path? That um, I mean, was there something that you noticed that seemed strange or odd or different than everyone? I think I think as that young teenager, um, you know, just sort of getting interested in crystals and tarot and astrology and um, and seeing energy. Um, was was really the catalyst um, for further exploration. Uh, as I as I grew older, I had a therapist who was very interested in the mind body soul connection. So um, there was a lot of sort of bioenergetics uh, involved in it with her work. So I was blessed to have people along the way who who kind of nurtured this. And when I'd say that I see energy and there's a being over there or uh, I go to a funeral and, and the person who's passed is there or my grandmother, um, you know, she she passed and and I had a full on conversation with her right after her passing sharing um things like i was i was basically channeling her to my mom because of course my mom it was my mom's mother and she was (laughs) feeling the grief of of her mom just passing and so i was trying to comfort her by sharing um what my nanny was saying and and i was channeling things that i didn't know about that only my mom really knew and so that these these sort of experiences sort of um, confirm and support and encourage, you know, further exploration and development. And, and you're right, they do kind of come in bits and pieces. It isn't all at once. We, what I have noticed personally is that I'll get a big download of information and it will, it will sometimes scare me because it, it will rock my world. Like, like, like I'll have to, really shift how I perceive things in order to integrate that new information. Once I do, once I let go of that fear and, and relax into it, then I get catapulted to a whole other realm or that like experience of, of this world, I should say. So yeah, I think if I think because I have experienced <laughs> that where, where you get a big download of information and it's a little bit like, whoa, <laughs> what's happening here? Um, I have enormous respect for why spirit doesn't dump it all on us at once because I think it would break our brains. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it would go well. Do, do you have anything right now that stands out after the times, I mean, of what you've experienced? Is there something now that just as exceptionally odd or interesting or terrifying? <laughs> odd, interesting, or terrifying. And those are not the only options, but make one up. You know? I, I think I think whole reality is odd. <laughs> on your on your emotional color palette, you choose. <laughs> wow. Um, 
I try to see my world through um, a positive perspective. I've done a lot of positivity training, <laughs> so so when I and I heard you, you're you're basically negative all the time. Okay. <laughs> so I was a very negative, sarcastic person, and I had to train myself out of that. And I have to tell you that life goes a lot better, a lot easier when you when you spin it in a way that's more positive. Um, cause perspective really is everything, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, not off the top of my head, I'm sorry to say, I might have to circle back to that. <laughs> oh, let's come, let's come back yeah. to your happiest experience then. <laughs> my happiest experience. Was, was it Anna? It was literally probably, um, oh, well I was, okay. Physical experience. I'd say when I got to jump my horse a meter 50, that was like completely exhilarating. Um, but for spiritual experiences, I'd say the most profound experience I can recall is being in a meditation. Actually, I was doing a distance healing for somebody. Um, and they had want, they had requested some assistance with healing their heart. And so I have this, um, this really awesome healing modality uh, meditation called fractaline healing. And this is something that was gifted to me by spirit. Another one of those 3am wake up calls where I, where the spirit wakes me up and my body's buzzing and they're like, get out of bed. We got something to share. <laughs> so, and then you channel, I channeled and channeled and then they took me into this um, quantum realm of unlimited possibilities and potential. And this has become the foundation of all of the healing work that I do for myself and others as I go into this um, very specific space where it's um it's it's a container it's unlimited but it's got some con it's contained to to a certain point just in that the energy is protected and amplified and um and it will only when you're in there you can only act in accordance with love so in other words if you have um not that there's very many people with some sort of malintent but if you were to say want to heal or manifest or create something and with our limited perspective um we're thinking that this this thing that we want to create or fix or do or whatever is really great but in reality if we do that it's not the very best and so we don't know this because we're, we, we come from a limited perspective so the energies of fractaline healing actually protect us from ourselves so so it will not let us um, do the thing that we want to do. Anyway, so we have, I have this client in, in this space of fractaline healing and she's wanting this heart healing. And I'm in this space and I'm thinking, gosh, like what, what can I do for her that's going to support this? And Yeshua, because this is a space where ascended masters and all of our guides and archangels and everybody can show up and Yeshua shows up and he shows me um, how to step into your heart by bringing your heart forward and he shows me by doing this heart healing on on this client and i'm witnessing this like holy crap like this is unreal like it's absolutely beautiful exquisite moving like i have tears running down my face it's not even my heart it's like it's it's this client's heart and then he finishes what he's doing and 
I say, I ask him, gosh, can you, can you show me how to do that? Like for myself, even though I just witnessed it, I, I wasn't quite sure how to do this yet. So he helps me bring my heart forward. And it's like absolutely mind blowing, incredible experience. And I'm calling my partner to come over and I'm like, you got to get in on this. And so I place my hand on his heart and he gets to enjoy now this, this bringing forward of the heart. And, and I got a message from this client. She, she was, um, in Germany. So she was like, whatever, nine hours ahead or something. And so she was asleep when I was doing this. She woke up during this healing and she said her heart was just like the biggest that she's ever felt it. And it was, she was like in tears with joy and, and yeah, like it was just really, really special and moving and beautiful. And, um, that's one of, if not the most, um, yeah, just wonderful experience that I've, I've had so far in, in the spiritual world. Wow. That's pretty incredible. You said so much of that, you know, um, I had two things that, that sort of came into my mind as you were talking first about the, like, the late languages, you know, like, and you said there's like different variations of it. And I'm thinking like, is it like you, we have like our, a human version of it and a spirit guide version of it and like an extended master version of it and then an archangel version of it and like a holographic matrix version of it. Is that kind of like what it yeah. is? Yeah. So, so light language is just an expression of energy. We go back to basics where everything is energy. So, um, now I discern light language as being energy expressed that's in alignment with the light or in alignment with love. If it's, if it's something not in alignment with love or light, then I classify it as dark language. And that's not something, that's not to say that dark language is bad. Um, because I, I believe that there is some, um, misunderstanding probably with humanity and, and what we think is good and bad. Um, from, because again, we're coming from a very limited perspective. So, but this is just how I discern it. And I, and I have come to learn that light language, um, is, is this channeling of energy. So depending, dependent upon where the energy is, is originating from will determine the, the style, the quality, um, of, of the light language. So humans, yeah, we, we absolutely can share a human light language. Um, the world around us is, is light language. Like, um, everything is built on, on light codes, but we can also tap into the, a consciousness stream uh, of a creation stream where these codes are packets of information, packets of, of healing that are very topic specific. And again, even those can all originate in different levels or be brought through different levels. So, mm-hmm. uh, our spirit guides might be, uh, because they reside in a certain plane. So the light language that they would be accustomed to using might originate from there unless they have the capability to be bringing through energies from different realms and dimensions and, and realities, which is entirely possible. So it'll be very specific to the individual, um, 
soul. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, the galactics, you know, we can, and we don't even have to go as far as to say that, you know, there are or are not aliens. Like, we don't even have to talk about that. We can, we can simply say the energy being emitted, created, held by the star system of, say, like, the, the Sirius star system or, the uh, Centurion star system or the Palladian star system, all of these have their own unique frequencies and that can be channeled through as, as light language or light codes. Um, so that's in, that's in another plane. And then we can go higher and we can go up to um, like those source codes and the holographic codes and things like that. Or deeper. I don't know if it's higher or deeper, to be honest. Uh-huh. Like lower. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's all how you visualize it, right? It's yeah. It's, it's hard to. It's hard. It's tricky for me, anyway, to kind of create an image in my brain of it. You know, in a way, too, it sounds a little bit like DNA. Mm. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it holds the structure. And I wonder, like, too, like, when you're, when you're describing it, you know, like, go, when you don't want to go it was deeper or higher or lower, I wonder, like, where do we fall in that, you know, as, as humans? Well, the three-dimensional plane in which we reside in is, is, from my understanding, of relatively low consciousness, relatively low conscious state. Um, however, the human is capable of reaching to many levels of conscious states. So that's why we're called human, because hue is, is color, and then man. So when we're really um, embracing being a human, and we are really standing in our power, we're not giving it away, we're standing in our power, and we're, we're cultivating our energy, and we're connected to our higher aspects and we're not in fear and all the things that that you know we we kind of work towards when we're when when you have a human that's really embodying all that then they'd be a master and we have had some masters um on the planet at various times you know this is a this is the way that that they're able to now connect into a whole bunch of different dimensions and realms and realities and bring in a lot of different energies from those spaces. So I think um, that's our goal, isn't it? <laughs> to be able to do that, to anchor in all those different realms and be our multidimensional self, essentially, without so. too much judgment also, because I think when we go into judgment, thinking that something is better than another thing, then we're limiting the potential so, and that brings us back to our lower, our lower level of consciousness. Uh-huh. So, even the three-dimensional realm, yeah, it's not the highest, but it's also not the lowest. But there's a lot more, I'd say, going up than there is hmm. potentially going down. But I can't even say that for sure because if <laughs> if you believe that in in infinite, yeah, as soon as you um, believe something, you're limiting yourself, right? Exactly. I've been thinking about that a lot, like the difference between uh, like a probability and possibility, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and, you know, science tries to share a lot of things with us. Um, and you know, we get, there's a lot of really good stuff that they, that scientists are able to, to kind of prove. But again, now you're, you're limiting and you're, you're really just coming from a few angles, let's say, rather than an infinite number of angles and perspectives. Jared, is there a top point or do you think, uh, there's a, do you think of the ways of the possibilities is that there's just multiple or do you think that there is just, there, there are some finite better ways to be or manifest? To be finite ways to be. Is there, is there, is there better dimension for us to all be in? Is there better one way or is it just not? There's just infinite possibilities and that's it. You know what? Um, from my understanding of consciousness and of source and the purpose of all of this anyway, <laughs> um, is to discover, to explore, to learn more about ourselves itself, that sort of thing. So if, if you truly come from curiosity and wanting to learn and discover, then there isn't a lot wrong with anything and there isn't a better place to be other than here. Wherever, wherever here is for any conscious being ever in any dimension, realm, whatever, because the point is to experience and the point is to learn and to grow. And that's, that's why, like, I even, you know, carefully <laughs> say that, that even our perspective of, of lower energies that we would consider lower consciousness or, or questionable in some ways, um, you know, maybe isn't ideal to how we want to live our lives, but it, it does have a place, right? Our shadow has a place. Mm -hmm. Our, our darkness has a place. There's a reason for nighttime. There's a reason for daytime. And there's a reason for all the hours in between. So rather than coming from that dualistic perspective of zeros and ones, hot and cold, yes and no, to see all the shades of beautiful colors that come in between and realize that they all have their place. <laughs> yeah. That's how I, 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 we, we were, we're trained from a time where we were children to have that black and white perspective. You know, one plus one is two. You know what I mean? You just start programming all that into us. You know, hundred percent. And, and once we look past that, that there's ideas of good, bad, this and that, and look at start thinking like, okay, like this is my thinking, or it was what I was taught to think. But what else is there beyond that? <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite books I was reading the other night, uh, it's one of those books that you can go back to over and over and over again. You'll, you'll never fully get all of the wonderful messages in it. Uh, it's called Love Without End, and it's by Glenda Green. And the passage that I, that I read the other night was, was saying, when we encounter a problem, that problem is happening on a certain level. And in order to get 
gain insight to how to address the problem, to move forward from the problem, to deal with the problem, we have to rise above it because we're not going to find the solution on the same level mm -hmm. as the problem. We have to rise above it. And from there, you can have the better perspective. And I love to think about the ancient, um, the Tibetan bone religion, or they're pre-Buddhist. And they say that there are at least nine answers to every problem. And what I get from that teaching is, is the encouragement to, to keep your mind open and, and look from as many angles as possible. It's not limited to nine. They're just saying at least nine. At, try, try to get to nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking if I get past two most of the time or three. Usually, exactly. usually, usually it's down to, do something, don't do it, or wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and you know what? all binary. Wait, yeah, wait. I am. It's horrible. I want to get out of this binary trap. Yeah. Me. So back to back to kind of your question: Is there a better realm for us to all be in? Well, I I believe that's the the realm that's connected through our heart center, which like some of the spiritualist community are saying that's the 5d reality uh is when we're in our heart space that's that's 5d um we're not going to see a change in our 3 slash 4d because 4d isn't that time isn't 3d you know physical mm. and then 4d is time so aren't we kind of technically sort of 3 slash 4d and then the 5d would be embracing our heart mm-hmm so we're, we're you're not going to see a change in in your physical structure. You'll see a change in how you relate to the world around you. And when you come up against those challenges, instead of being in that holy binary thinking, the dualistic world, from the heart space, there it is a more uh, open, uh, multi-dimensional experience and i think from there we have that greater capacity to see from multiple angles and and navigate life hopefully uh with a little more ease no individual modality then that you recommend i 100 percent recommend fractal line healing that thing has been an absolute game changer for me and um for the people who i've taught it to uh it's it is a modality that the it's it's a multi-level modality in that you like and it's a meditation. So you go in and the first level, it's um, for healing yourself and others, and spirit can take you by the hand and show you things. It's really cool. Like you can build a castle in there if you want. Like like it's really a lot. It's a playground. I call it a a quantum playground. And simply entering into the space, your chakras get aligned, your etheric matrix gets aligned to your physical body. Right there, that's two separate 20-minute healings if you go see a healer that happen instantaneously as a byproduct of entering into the system. Because what it's doing is it's preparing you for what you're really going in there for. So that could be that you need to heal your bummed knee. It could be that you need to heal someone else's bummed knee. Or it could be that you want to uh, do shadow work that you want to explore um, 
something that you're curious about that you might not even know how to put words to. So this is like level one. And then level two is you go deeper. It's kind of a fractal. You, um, there's like a doorway and a passage and you, you go, you go down into an entirely different space. And this is a different energy. It's a different location. Um, and it's called the platform and it borders the void. So for people who like to do meditation where they jump into the void, then you have easy access every time to get into the void. Uh, it's a very systematic approach, which is helpful for our brains, gives our brains something to do. So then maybe they'll shut up long enough that we can actually have a really good spiritual experience. So from this is sort of the manifestation area. So if you want to create something like, uh, for example, the house that I'm sitting in here, this is a hundred, hundred percent. This fractaline healing helped me manifest this house. Um, it's a total dream to be here. Um, so that's level two. And then level three is another space. And this is getting more and more personal. The deeper we go, um, the more individualized it is. And we start connecting in with higher aspects, including our soul. And um, eventually into this, I call it sort of level five is the hologram where we literally are um, looking at a, there are three screens and there's like a, a memory board of some kind, almost like with, with knobs and dials and, and things like this. And you can adjust how you respond to things or what your body's sort of, how your body's behaving or acting. And, and this, this space, this is one of those times where I got a little freaked out because I realized the potency of this space and Remember I was saying in level one, we have some protection against ourselves, against our own ignorance. By level five, um, assuming you can get there, because spirit won't let you get there unless you're ready for it, you don't have the same protections. Basically, you are standing in your own power here and you make the decisions. And if you want to change something, then you can because you have free will. But you have to understand that there's consequences to whenever we change anything. So this can be good or bad. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just something that we we get to be more conscious and aware and decide whether or not we are. this is something that we really want to do. Because you don't know if, like, let's say you catch a cold. There's a positive intent usually to catching that cold. Your body's getting some kind of an upgrade. Um, you don't know, maybe it prevented you from going to the grocery store that day and, and something else happening. Like you don't, like there's all kinds of reasons why, why our lives unfold the way that, we, that they do. So when we go in and, and want to tweak something, then we have to understand that, that, you know, we can do that, but there could be something that we could be preventing from happening or, or instigating that we might not have otherwise done. So, so that's why this is an entirely personal experience. By the time we get down to level, level two is pretty personal. We can still take clients in there sometimes, but 80, 90% of the time you wouldn't, um, or even more than that, like, like at least 90% of the time, I'd say I wouldn't take anybody else in there. Level three is a hundred percent uh, personal experience level four is 100% personal and so on. So um, this is 
a modality. I call it a healing modality, but it's really a self-development um, process where you can do all, basically anything you could ever need to do. And I'm, I'm beyond grateful that spirit showed me how to do this and, and then has encouraged me to share it with others as well. Wow. It sounds like almost like a, a whole magical system. So it's very magical. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. Um, it's built on love is built um like the the beings who are in there they're all like ascended masters and christ consciousness sort of things like it's 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 really special and i i mean everybody who i've only had a couple of people tell me that that they've experienced it before and whenever they've told me that i go i don't think you went to the right place and then I would follow them in or I would call them in and then they would have a, when I call them in, like I'm going to do an energy, then they have an entirely different experience because they actually did not go to the right place. So that would be my, my one thing is, is <laughs> to just to warn people. If you like go to my YouTube channel or something and, and do this meditation, cause I do offer like the very basic 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 version of this on my youtube channel mm -hmm. um for the people who go oh i've been here before i'm like mm, probably not you probably didn't end up in the right spot <laughs> try again <laughs> we we can't be thinking we know what we're doing we have to stay really open and be taken there we have our our being has to be shown where where this is because it's a very specific uh, construct mm -hmm. or possibly too when people say that they've been there before maybe it's just because all we have to relate to is the familiar yeah <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> it, it holds us back a little bit. You know, and and it's and it's interesting too because of course we can go into well you know time is not a fixed construct and time doesn't you know in some ways it doesn't exist at all and and all of this and so you could you know one could make the argument very reasonably you know that that they had actually been there before but it's just been in my experience that that it's tip, mm. it doesn't work out that way. Um, when, when I escort them in, it's, it's a very different deal. <laughs> yeah, so. that, 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 that's true too. That's always a hard one to think about is like, that time isn't real and everything has already happened and happening. Everything's simultaneous. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty hard when you, when you, when you have a clock in front of you all the time and you watch the sun go up and down, like, I mean, <laughs> like you're telling me there's no time <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was yeah, even now time. <laughs> time's programmed into us before we even start getting programmed with all the other stuff it's probably the first thing we start to conceive of i would think you know bedtime time to eat time to do this time to do that i kind of wonder if it if it somehow is involved with our heartbeat that makes sense because, I mean, it's just, this is, I literally haven't thought of this before. This is just like popped into my head now. Like, if there's something about, because 
the heart has to keep beating in order for us to be alive. And, you know, <laughs> like if it wasn't beating, if it was just not because, because there wasn't time, then how is, how would our body function? Yeah, it would be a different, it would be a different deal. It, it would, would just be. be a different deal. So our heart wouldn't be able to beat without time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither would music. Oh, would, music wouldn't exist either. That's right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I've never yeah, really thought right. about some of the positive aspects of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It's... And then if you if you go up to like some of some of the other realms, maybe where there isn't time, there's just now. Like I don't, I don't think we as humans, or very many of us, can really wrap our minds around that. How how that works? Like how how does it work for the soul that that the soul or for for source in and of itself, if it truly wants to um, grow and expand and learn and experience, well, don't you need time for that? That's probably why time was created anyway. Because how could anything ever evolve? Because if there, all there is is now, then how does it grow? That's true. There's no story. There's no story. Hmm. That's pretty much all everything is, is a story. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's I'm, nice. <laughs> I wonder what Jared's story is. <laughs> yeah, where did he go? <laughs> He's... I don't know. He's like in limbo. I think he's sort of here, <laughs> but he's not. Oh, I have to admit him. Here he comes. He had left and came back. Oh, good. Wait. <laughs> so, do you think that the human, as human beings, as a collective or as a whole, on this planet? Are going through the process of extension. I almost ask all my guests this question because it's a pretty popular topic. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we're not going to limit it to that, are we? No. Um, <laughs> no. Um, actually, I think. I think that yes, there is some sort of a an awakening movement. Um, hopefully it is into the heart, you know, that 5D, more of a 5D experience for humanity. Um, there certainly appears to be a purging going on where, you know, we've got all this stuff coming up to be cleared out. It's, it's a lot more pleasant to, um, perceive the rocky energies and the difficult times that uh, we do experience in life. It's nicer to perceive it from, from the aspect of, okay, this is a time of purging and that we're moving into like a golden age because that kind of keeps everybody positive and moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that humans are very powerful manifestors. I think our greatest challenge is that we're not unified so there's that great divisive energy um, at play right now that that is probably our greatest hurdle. 
Because what happens is, you know, in order to manifest anything, you need a lot of energy. And if you can keep people, um, you know, caught up in other things, distracted, um, throwing their energy in directions that are um, not helpful, then then we're not going to be moving in, in that beautiful 5D heart-based. We're not going to be creating that, are we? So I think humanity is really going to have to uh, come together. I think it's going to be an unconscious movement uh, more than a conscious movement because, you know, so much of our consciousness is unconscious. So, <laughs> so, so much of our, our experience. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that we have the assistance of the cosmos for that from, from what I've sort of, uh, from what I've channeled and what I have heard from others we are entering and we have entered into literally a different location in, in the universe. There are, from what I understand, um, different sort of ripples of energy, let's say, um, in all different parts of the universe. So you could be the planet, the solar system could have been hanging out in this one particular corner of the universe that has a specific frequency yeah. and now we're being catapulted to a different part that has a different frequency and i think that that frequency uh, we're seeing it in the sun we're seeing a lot of um you know solar activity and i think that's all evidence that that there's some different energies at play now and uh i see it as as a good thing because i think i think that is where we are ultimately headed and then we're heading also into the uh, photon belt, the galactic center's fo photon belt. Mm -hmm. um, so again, there's all these things that are supporting the concept of ascension. Um, some people even try to say that, like, call it descension. I personally haven't wrapped my brain around that. Um, I think the people who call it descension and the people who call it ascension are trying to say it's, it's actually the same thing. <laughs> so, but um, whatever way, whatever you want to call it, is the it's the point of becoming more conscious and more heart centered, so that we can live a more peaceful, coherent, um, you know, joyful life. Let's say, you know, for for all of humanity, betterment of the planet and all the all the beings here, um, more harm, more harmonious with with the planet itself, and yeah, and everybody else <laughs> yeah they're definitely and i would say like two probably like right around 2017 when you said you really started this is like i think there has been some type of paradigm shift i think there's been several i think there's been several i think um certainly 2012 was one of them um i think there there was one kind of 2017 i think there was another one there's definitely one with 2020 and i think there's been one with 2021 and i think there's been another one at 2023 i think we've i think they've sort of been increasing mm -hmm. um and there's been some funky stuff happening you know like um all the clocks stopping in your house at the same time or um have you seen that thing on Instagram where they were they were looking at the Berenstein Bears um, mm -hmm. book and they so they had I don't know what kind of phone it was, but if you look at the spelling and I don't even know how to spell the Berenstein Bears. But anyways, <laughs> the, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <Me> either. 
But so so the Berenstein Bears, like if if you're just looking at it, was spelt one way, and then they put their phone camera over it so you could see it through the screen of the phone, and it was spelt differently. Hmm. And then they pulled the phone away, and you're looking at the book, and you're like, wait, what? Like, what's the difference here? Well, it was the difference of like one letter. And they put their phone back so you can see it through the screen. Nothing's changing. They're just moving their phone back and forth so you can see, okay, this is with the phone and this is without the phone. And and there was a spelling change. Um, there's been talk about Fruit of the Loom having a different logo now than they did, I don't know, I don't know what it was, three, four, five years ago, whatever mm-hmm. it was. It's a different logo. And, um, you know, like, so there's there's just been some interesting... <laughs> things like that popping up um that berenstein bears book thing though that was pretty trippy i don't really know what uh what the answer is on that i'll one, have to but... look that one up but yeah i liked <laughs> i like the uh mandala effect type of yeah. events I, I think that does show that maybe we are jumping around through different realities because the reality that we're in now certainly doesn't seem like the same one that I grew up in as a kid. No. Oh, and isn't time going so much faster? Way faster. I had a conversation with somebody today about that, actually. And, and this girl's like, um, you know, she's younger than me. She's in, you know, her early 20s. And, and I remember when I was in my early 20s and thinking that time just moved along at a, at a pretty nice pace, you know, <laughs> like, like. Like, I would look at this in terms of, of a competitive season. Competitive season was basically January through uh, September. Mm-hmm. And every year you kind of go, like, okay, you're at the beginning of the season. Okay, we have a long haul ahead. And then, oh, look, the end of the season. Yeah, well, that was we did a lot this season. And it didn't feel like, it felt like, yeah, that's about how much time it took. Now, it feels like, wait, January was only three weeks ago. Or either that or it was a lifetime ago it's like one or the other and this girl i was talking to in her early 20s is saying man it just feels like this this show season went so fast and i was thinking wow and when my early 20s i didn't have that thought at all i thought it just went at a nice pace so even like because i i know that as you get older you know, we experience time differently than when, when we were really young, like five-year-old or something. It takes forever for Christmas to come right. back around or your now birthday. It's, now it's or... just like boom, boom, boom. Now it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like <laughs> This again? <laughs> or it's like, oh, man, it's winter now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can live like five years in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I just you wish it wasn't uh, quite so fast. But it seems to be a, some a phenomena that uh, that a lot of people are are experiencing, and it's there. There's got to be something there. I, I don't know why. I think if I were to to make a guess, if I were to hazard a guess, I'd say with the increase of energy. So I think the photons um, from the photon belt. I think that has an impact on time somehow. Um, I have no nothing to base that on. It's just my gut feeling, and I think that. Um, is probably, you know, maybe though, maybe because, you know, I think there was a time when humans lived longer and I wonder mm-hmm. if time speeding up because if we're getting into the phone top photon belt, 
if um, maybe maybe you get to live longer with faster time. I'm wondering if there's a correlation yeah. there. I don't know if I like that. But I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Well, what if what if you you as a being mm-hmm. got to experience a certain amount of quote unquote time? Right. Well, if time's speeding up, if your perception of time is going faster, then you'd have to live longer <laughs> to experience the same amount of same to amount of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, the same amount of time that someone would if the time was going really slowly. Hmm. I don't know. It's just a thought. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, I don't know. Sometimes I even get afraid that one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be in a reality that I don't recognize anymore. Haven't we already gone through that? <laughs> I think we have, and that scares me. I'm like, am I crazy? Like, how did this happen? I, like, I know how it happened now, but. And then there's like, you know, what, maybe, I would say like maybe 5 or 10% of, of people on a planet would even believe what you and I are talking about. And, <laughs> and, and the other 95% are just chugging along. like <laughs> Big time. Big time. Yeah. Just chugging along. Like, like, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I can... You know, in, in a lot of ways, ignorance is bliss, and and for the people who who are not interested in the in these kind of conversations, I mean, I I have no pass no judgment on them right. because because they, you know, their journey is is to experience something else entirely, and and there's so much benefit to that. And, and I hope that I hope that they're also in peace with everything that they're experiencing. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope um, that's with everybody. I hope everybody can find peace. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what this is. Like every time we have these experiences, it's just a, an opening of perspective. You know, you know. Sometimes I look at it as like a circle, and like when you're in the middle, of, you know. We're moving out and being able to look into it, or going in and being able to look out to perceive more. Yeah, yeah, that expansion and contraction thing. Yeah, that's what I think. That's happens. a really important, really important um, concept to to try and uh, connect into is that expansion and contraction because that's I think that's a big piece of of self-mastery is being in that much um to be that conscious of of what your energy and consciousness is doing and participating with and being able to expand yourself um you know into different energies and and realms or whatever through however you do that through breath breath work or meditation or of whatever kind you know i guess pretty much it has to be a meditation of some kind whether it's movement or breath or focused or whatever, um, you know, being able to reach out into those different places and then pack all that energy in and then reach out again and then pack all that energy in. I think that's a really key part of, um, yeah, of developing your own mastery and, and 
and moving into this, these higher states of consciousness um, in, a, in a more sophisticated way, I guess, mm-hmm. and also um, more consistent. Learn how because otherwise you fall out really easily. If you don't have a practice, then you just you fall out. <laughs> hmm. It's yeah. easy. I guess, I guess this is sort of, this is sort of my practice. I think for me, you know, well, it's is, good is, is interviewing people and, and learning and getting gaining their their perspectives, and then sometimes trying to apply their perspective to my own life or my own experience and see what happens. And you know what? That's that shows you the power of of the mind and being able to explore um, those different kind of concepts and and put them apply them in different ways um, because that is part of that expansion and contraction, right? Mm-hmm. Like the mind's involved, the oh. body the body's also involved. When you reach out energetically, when you follow your mind or the or the mind follows the energy, then you're doing it. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. It's, we, I I didn't know that, you know, we had this ability to kind of really push our consciousness as far as we can, until recently, very recently. What changed for you? Everything, but it all came out of desperation. Mm. You know, I just hit like this moment of desperation and. Became willing to try anything, you know, including um, expanding my consciousness far enough out to be able to change and focus on the thoughts that were causing me problems and being able to change those thoughts around a little bit or at least become aware and replace them. But I couldn't do that until first I expanded a little bit to be able to even notice those troublesome thoughts. And then as doing that, then reality starts to change. It's, it's very subtle how it worked for me. Cause and effect. It does, yeah. Well, I love what you're saying there because that, that's so um, in alignment with that point that I made from Glenda Green's book, Love mm-hmm. Without End, how <laughs> saying that hey, you encounter a problem, you have to, be a, you have to come that's above exactly that problem. exactly it. Yeah, you have to yeah. expand above that to get those different perspectives. Yeah. yeah, it's wonderful hearing how you're putting that into practice. It took desperation, now. Isn't it a shame that humanity <laughs> requires <laughs> such pain and suffering in order in order to do something? Yeah, yeah. I mean. At least I'm not alone with that. You're not alone with that one. No, that's that's unfortunately shared by pretty much everyone on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> Myself included. Good to know, because sometimes I beat myself up for it. No, no. I, I actually as a child I remember thinking that it was total crap that people had to be in so much pain and suffering, that it was completely unnecessary and why does it have to be why does it have to be Mm -hmm. you know and it's a question that i held for a long time including in well into my teenage years where i experienced a lot of pain and suffering and became (laughs) one of those people like everybody else (laughs) still asking the question and thinking it was total crap Mm -hmm. (laughs) that had to be like this but you know then then you understand like when 
when you're brave and and you're able to look at why you feel that way why what's happening in your life that's causing you such grief um boy there's so much to be learned there isn't it and that's then we circle back to the point of everything is about learning the point of everything is about exploring and and that's the positive intent isn't it Mm -hmm. you know when we can remove the personal in other words we don't take things so personally yeah yeah look at it as experience it's just an experience and how brilliant and wonderful that is in and of itself brilliant and wonderful it's just too bad it has to be accompanied by like actual physical discomfort a lot of times because i think that's that's like one of our biggest challenges even like when it's emotional too mm-hmm. like I mean, that's a physical experience like so whether whether it's that bummed knee or or an, uh, an emotional upset it's kind of it's like really <laughs> does it have to be so strong though <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah to get our attention i suppose it does yeah but. yeah but it's also benefits you know without that we wouldn't be able to experience food and Mm-hmm. sex and a cool breeze and all yeah all the great things be able to smell things and you know it's it's kind of cool it's, it's, it's i don't know if it's better than being a ghost but i'll take it for 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 the short term well that's it right like for sure for sure, it's a wonderful experience to be human, and and it is only for a certain allotted time. And great if you can make the best of it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want to thank you for coming on. This was a great interview. I hope you enjoyed it. But before we wrap it up, um, can you just tell my listeners, you know, your 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 site, what you offer, where to find your books? Yeah. Well, um, so we have a website, it's Light Codes by Lara, and Lara is spelled L-A-A-R-A, uh, lightcodesbylara.com, and uh, we have we have some workshops, and we have some, like the Fractaline Healing workshops, for example, so um, we're actually changing it up, we're, we're going to make those um, available as just online courses that you sort of work at your own pace, so we will be um creating those in the in the very near future so definitely keep your eyes open for those Mm -hmm. and uh and then we have a youtube channel i do a weekly youtube uh video and uh oftentimes i'm channeling light language of different uh origins and um sometimes we do some spiritual conversations too so that's that's been um a lot of fun and people find those all really interesting and then instagram um, light codes by Lara, and I'm also known as the Tigress of the Light. Uh, that's my kind of higher aspects uh, name. So you can, if if you don't find me with Light Codes by Lara, you'll find me with Tigress <laughs> of the Light. And um, and the books are all available on Amazon. I also have an accompanying oracle card deck for the very first book, and the books are the Little Book of Light Codes mm-hmm. and Light Codes for the Soul. And then September 22nd, um, 
of this year, 2023, we have the Little Book of Light Codes Volume 2, Ascension Codes. Probably about when this will be coming out. (laughs) Probably around that date. All right, that's super cool. In fact, if you send me an email, I'll release it on that date. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Promote it. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, it's, it's, um, that book is. Well, the the very the first book, the Little Book of Light Codes, is is very very special, and then this volume two is is like next level. Like it has some just awesome channeling in there and light codes and stuff for people to work with. And uh, yeah, it's I'm very excited to release it. That's great! Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, I'll put links to your website and to your YouTube channel and anything else you would like me to put in the notes of this episode. It has been a pleasure having you. And hang on for one moment, and I'm just going to play the outro. I think we lost Jared. Aw. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or message him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon, and it will change your life. Because remember, everything that it says was first imagined. loved what you listened to today, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Again, thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable with Gary Cochulio. Recording stopped. <laughs>